have a confession to make. I'm currently in a food coma. I just came back from my friend's house. I had so much fondue, so much cheese, just amazingness. And now I feel like a bottle of just, I don't even know. I, I'm just a cheese ball right now, but I'm very, very, very happy. Very happy I food coma. That. What type of um, fondue did you guys have? Are there types? I think it's just fondue cheese. Yeah. I could be wrong. Is there? Oh, I don't know. When we lived in the Netherlands, we would have like, like chocolate fondue and that was like oh. a thing oh no this is this is a swiss guy's house so we just had cheese fondue but chocolate fondue we did that at my house we did raclette we had fun with food we had oh, fun yeah. okay this they actually live in singapore and the um my friend she got into cooking so much during quarantine which we love i was also thinking if you had to be quarantined with anyone i would definitely want to be quarantined with like a cook or a chef that would be the most helpful like a cook and a chef would be helpful like a personal trainer that would be good like a therapist Mm -hmm. you want people who would like help you (laughs) you know what i mean a good like you want someone who's there to help you yeah exactly right like even like a really good cleaner that would be actually i don't know how helpful that would be like for yourself i know you know that's not like super helpful I feel like like the main thing would definitely be like a cook or a personal trainer would be awesome. A therapist would be super good too. Mm -hmm. Because I think like in order to tackle quarantine, like I've never done it actually. So this is from- what the heck you're so right <gasps> I haven't so well technically I did in the U.S. for like a week but like we could still walk outside I wasn't contained to my oh room oh my god that's so not really quarantine, quarantine. not um, like Asia quarantine no Shanghai not at quarantine, all. Singapore Hong mm-hmm. Kong quarantine but I think something that's really important during quarantine is like building habits and building a routine Ooh. or at least from what I've seen yeah so I think it would be so important to like you know, get in a good habit or like, doesn't it take like three weeks to build a new habit? Oh my God. That's right. I think it's like 28, 20 something days. You're right. That's a, yeah. that's definitely a thing. <gasps> that's actually, yeah, maybe it's the time to do quarantine. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How long does it take to break a habit though? That is the T like, imagine like you're oh. like, how long, like, let's say for example, every day you do this. Oh, you miss one day. Oh, you do not, you don't do this one day. Like how long does it take until you unravel a habit? I think it depends on how long you've had that habit for. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. fair. I don't know. Yeah. What feels natural to you? What are some habits that are very like central to you? Like things that you do every day or feels like very much like I didn't have this day without it beyond like, obviously like waking up and drinking water and going (laughs) very normal things. I was much better with habits last semester because I felt like, yeah. I've had like a lot, like I had a lot more control with my time because classes were online. So I could like plan my day a little bit more. And now it feels like I don't control a lot of that time. But um, so like last semester I would wake up, I would pretty much like wake up, brush my teeth, go to the gym, shower, and then attend my class. And that was like a good morning routine. But now because of rowing, I exercise like in the afternoon. Yeah. So my morning routine is really just like wake up, roll out of bed. And then I always try to do like the first thing I do before I like look at my phone or anything is to like do something productive, just like get Mm. one task out of the way. I feel Um, that. Something that always helps me have just like a better day yeah no 100% like something also that like moves me so like yes it could be work but also like let's say I don't I don't work out in the morning at first thing in like on a certain day it's even something like putting away my laundry or like 
washing the dishes or getting water from downstairs, buying yeah. food from downstairs, like doing something that's like human, like a human chore. Does that make sense? 100%. Like sometimes it feels yeah. really nice to get like human chores done. Like it's not like I'm mm-hmm. writing an essay. It's like, you're not a school machine. You're like a human who's doing human things that are like just taking care of like making a doctor's appointment or doing things like that. 100%. I think there was a period of time even now, sometimes it gets hard to think of like these like things that we do to help our body function as productive things. So for a long time, I had a really just like weird relationship with um, like going and eating lunch or eating dinner, because in my mind, like those were things that I had to do, but were not necessarily like productive things that I could like check off a list. Um, And so like when I would do them, I'd be like, okay, how can I make this like the shortest amount of time possible? How do I make sure it doesn't like eat up into my day? But um, like more recently, something in kind of like lieu of embracing being kind to yourself is really just like understanding, like fueling your body and like being okay with taking the time to fuel your body is one of the most productive things that you can do. How can we feel um, our body, Waylon? Tell us, preach it to us. Ooh, so many things. And most recently, I started seeing our like school nutritionist. Um, yeah. So this is straight from the Princeton University, the nutritionist of the D1 athlete. Okay, this is straight <laughs> out. Everyone tune in now. This is the important stuff. Go oh for it, Waylon. Well, he always says like, don't get your nutrition advice from online. So here I am giving nutrition <laughs> advice. um but it's one really important to realize that like everyone's natural body weight and everyone's natural build is so different so any advice you do get online is so different um the one thing that really struck for me was like you can't compare like especially if you're an active person or you're training a lot yeah you can't compare yourself to like the normal college student or like some of your friends who aren't exercising as much like if you're all getting dinner and they're like they eat like one grain of rice and they're like I'm full like yeah you are not like you're not just like sitting around all day right like you're exercising you're using your body and like because you're using your body so much like you inherently have to consume more and for me that was a huge takeaway because yeah like for so long I was like oh like why am I eating more now like I'm the same weight I look the same like why why am I eating like more why do I feel more hungry and he was like that's such a natural thing like this is just you being more active and I was like whoa that's crazy no a hundred percent like even me, like I grew up very like active, that sort of thing. Like I always had like a big appetite. Like I would ran around, like mm-hmm. I was like, hungry. Like my sister, like we, like we eat, like we don't, like we eat like a lot, but we eat like healthy food. But we just like we yeah. we we have, we have an appetite, and like we always did, and like we're like strong, we're healthy, that sort of thing. But yeah, like I run around and like I have a lot of thing, and I was like, why are my friends like not eating, or like why do they not that big of an appetite, or that sort of thing? And like again, like it's not a good or bad thing, but like a lot of my friends, even especially at college, like spend a lot of their time just literally lying in bed which isn't a bad thing but like they just like do their work in bed they wake up they don't really walk around they like even by steps like there's this thing on wechat like people do the steps it's really like 500 1000 steps in a day like that's not the that's like a lot below average and like just then they like oh they're like oh yeah like i forgot to eat today or like two at, at one meal a day and i'm like wait am i doing something wrong am i doing something wrong and i'm like no like it's fine i need to stick to the stuff i know but it's also difficult to be away from like some sort of external routine for so long like 
when you live with your parents, like you, or like with a family or live with other, some other person, like someone keeps you accountable, but like, even at school, like HKS or whatever school you went to, they didn't say specifically, like you have to eat at this time, but they said like, it's lunchtime. So like naturally everyone were, were, it was like eating together. And like, that was kind of nice as well, but like with college, it's not like necessarily like a lunchtime. So I think having those things like a lunch break or times to have dinner is like really good for like the human psyche, just to keep like routines and things like Mm -hmm. that. No, for sure. Like even when it comes to scheduling courses and things, I just did my course selection this morning. Um, It was really important to me that like I scheduled more than just half an hour for my lunch break because this year what happened was I had like two days where I have like 12 to 1230 is my only lunch break for the day. And like even walking to the dining hall is just like, it takes 10 minutes. So being able to like schedule classes for next semester and like give myself like at least an hour to eat um, is something that I hope will really help um yeah I don't know something else my nutritionist said was like you can't compare or like don't try to shove what you know into like other people's faces as well because like if you feel like you're responsible to like make the world a healthier place or like you feel like you're responsible for like the people around you not eating or um, like trying to fix their habits. Um, like that's on, like, that's like, of course, like you should support them through that journey, but like your main job isn't to like be that person, right? Like your main job isn't to be someone who's like, you got to eat like three times a meat, like three times a day. Like you have to do this, you have to do this. Like, it's not, it's not your job. And that was something I really needed to hear. I think. No, I think that's such a good point as well. Cause we all come from different backgrounds as well. And different stories. Like I had literally a three hour call with my friend today about this, like how crazy it is. Like every single person has their own unique culture and their own new background. Like, yeah, of course. But when you choose to completely ignore that, when you're coming all in the same place, like y- you can't ignore 18 years of someone's lifestyle and say, Oh, just cause you come here, like, this is what you eat now. Like, no, like there, this, this isn't something I ate growing up, but this is different. Or like, this is how I ate some people religiously eat breakfast and people like will never eat breakfast like that's not a thing that can be done so much in pop culture it's like what they were doing with their family bringing up as well which I think it should be taken into account a lot more than just the way we kind of dismiss you like that's different from me Mm, you're wrong you're wrong that's not right yeah no hundred percent and it's like people who like especially me like I want to be like a like a good like influence for other people yeah. like for so long I was like I need to like channel this and like advice to other people like I need yes. to yes like, oh my god bring about like my almost like insecurities about food and like help other people through it um and there was just a point where I was like okay this is like too much and like it's not even my job I don't think they want that advice from me anyway like this is not how to be like a good friend um and so that was a big turning point for me as well what are your favorite foods to eat since oh we're God, on the topic Waylon, of this is delicious such a things. topic I could go off it's definitely fondue I love fondue but like it's not something you can have often it's like very heavy but it's like amazing but honestly okay. I'm simple I think my love my grandparents love me for that because I'm so consistent with this and they know what makes me happy ever since I was like five years old my favorite food's been sushi like simple sushi it started off you know the cucumber salmon you know and then she's grown in her expertise but sushi has always been a go-to I've recently realized my favorite ingredients are all aphrodisiacs so think of that what you will I love strawberries I love salmon I love kale I love avocado love ginger um that's great those are my favorite foods um 
I like colorful foods. I like to look at a colorful, pretty plate. That is a big thing for me. I like color. I do eat with my eyes. Um, yeah. What are your favorite foods? I love that. And an anecdote with that. I remember Ooh. before we took our AP Chinese test, we went to get a meal and you were like, I want my plate to look like a rainbow. And that was like your big thing. Like, I remember you wanted that. To like sal- mm-hmm. You were like, I like, I like it when my salad's like look like a rainbow so you would like order like red orange yellow green blue and I was like wait that's so interesting it's like I've never really thought of like a salad as like a rainbow and it made eating salads a lot more fun so it's my mom always said that because like I look at the opposite if I look at like American food it's like like burgers and fries and fried things they're all like light brown like everything is like brown and like yellow yellow like brown like everything's like one color like that's why like Asian food in general like if I think of like Taiwanese food Thai food, Singaporean food, Chinese food, like they're all multi Japanese food. There, there's all lots of colors in Asian food, which is like yeah, I know for sure. Something that's really interesting is just like diving into like food culture is so mm. interesting and something I want to learn more about. Food science as well. Food culture mm-hmm. science that's huge. I want to take a class like, on that so food culture. I know I really want to like how it like shapes the way that you even like think and your perspective of things too I think it has such an impact yeah um but yeah there's something that I've always been really curious about and like I don't really know like this is kind of like a hypothesis but like in Singapore a lot of my family members don't exercise on a regular basis but they Mm -hmm. eat like at least six meals a day like they (laughs) have to right like um and it's just so crazy to think like they're all like underweight or like you know average weight yeah um or like skinny by any standards I um I remember going home and like all of my cousins were just like so 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 skinny and I was like how does this add up and so I I, like something I've always been fascinated by is like whether it's like a food culture or like a genetic thing or a metabolism thing or something to do with like the weather or like the environment of Singapore where people um yeah something something in their blood (laughs) I can't I can't speak for Singapore but I know I I remember hearing um so very strategic everyone make friends with like people in like the food and restaurant industry because a fun stories b so much fun to be around c good food so that's what my life's been like in Shanghai on that note, um, that I have a French friend here who runs some French restaurants here, or, um, and he was talking about how, like, in France, for example, like, an average person has, like, a, a coffee and, like, a croissant or, like, some sort of baked good in the morning, and, like, they're fine, and, like, they do stuff, versus, like, many Americans and things like that who, like, have, like, maybe a fried thing in the morning and, like, they're obese or whatever. It's, like, what's, what's the difference? Like, French people, like genetically different da, da, da. and it comes back to like a couple things like this is what he said again I don't think he's a PhD in biology mm. but these were the notes that he made one was portions which I thought was very interesting as well like portions in general like even if you get like a pasta in Italy versus like a pasta in the U.S. it's like dramatically different b was um the speed at which people eat which I thought was interesting too like the idea especially now people like you oh. eat when you eat in front of like a computer or something or like when you're in a rush like you eat a lot quicker and you don't get as full or sorry you, yeah you don't get as full as quicker or you just you tend to eat a lot when you're like in a rush or like especially when you're not focused on your food like being mindful and then C yeah. was also just like general moving around like he was saying like in France like people walk and bike around to work in the U.S. like you're like in your car and you're moving around 
Um, and then the fourth thing was what was like the social element of that as well. Like people usually eat around with people. People aren't like getting their like croissant and like a drive through. They're like getting it and like biking to whatever. But like in the US, a lot of people have like drive throughs on the way to work. So yeah, those were some of the things he noted, which I thought were pretty interesting. What are your thoughts? No, that's so fascinating. I love that. And I definitely need to make more friends with people in food industry. It's like such a strategic fun thing a- to do. <laughs> it's it's just so crazy. interesting um, to like learn more about I don't know, like learn more about food and beverage, I guess. Um, it oddly enough, not anything particular and not even French, but um, over Thanksgiving break, I watched House of Gucci, which oh is my like, God, stop. I want to see it. Do you like it? I'm it was so good, except for the fact that we watched it at like 1045 p.m. So it literally ended at like 2 a.m. And it's not a movie you can watch like it's that three hours, right? It's long. Yeah, it's like a long movie. Um, or at least in America, I think they like play ads for like 15 minutes. So oh, it might only be like yeah. two hours. That's so much fun. That was my favorite part about going to the movies in the US and Canada. Like all the funny ads. Yeah, for like, sure, so right? Um, but the only thing that reminded me of that is because there's a scene where the main character, um, like Gucci, he <laughs> he's like riding a bike. I forget his, I think his name is Patricio or something like that, but such a fascinating like movie story. And the fact that it's real is crazy. Like, I don't know, you have to watch it. Let me know what you think. I read like a Vanity Fair article today or like some, or like Glamour. It was like 12 things that are completely wrong about House of Gucci. True. No, but the fact that like, (laughs) like, I get it. I understand. But also, like, she did, like, this is news as well, but, like, she did, like, in fact, hire a hitman to, like, kill her husband, right? Yeah. Not a spoiler, because it happened in real life. (laughs) It happened in real life, Allie, like, a spoiler. (laughs) It happened in real life. But, like, the actual story behind it was so crazy and like someone who didn't know a lot about like how Gucci was formed or like the fact that nobody in the Gucci family right now actually owns a stake in the company um it's a public company so nobody with the last name Gucci actually owns like a share of Gucci was like mind-blowing to me and the story behind that was fascinating how would you sleep after like that would just keep me up for days I know I like I was so tired I went to sleep (laughs) and then I woke up and I was like that was crazy because like right walking like like walking out of the movie theater I was like well I don't know it was like a very artsy film Mm. 1 30 a.m Waylon was just like huh what (laughs) um but yeah definitely highly recommend that's awesome I saw the accents a little weird yeah because there were all like americans playing italians adam driver lady gaga yeah Pacino. so it was like a little russian at one point a, a little, little french at one point <laughs> i love it Whole i love Italian. it 50 shades yeah. of white <laughs> i saw a movie this weekend too it wasn't a new one also this is my our our daily shout out of if you have yet to take yourself on a date and i mean not oh yeah i'm just gonna get dinner by myself tonight no i mean like get dressed up go to a nice dinner, have fun. Like you are your own best friend. Do that today. 
do that today. Do something, do something this weekend. Take yourself on a date. It is the most empowering fucking thing in the world because I went through a phase earlier this year. I was like, oh my God, like I don't have fun by myself. Like I only have fun when I'm other other people. I'm only, I'm too extroverted because I don't get energy when I'm by myself, by myself. I only see myself as like a machine that is like known to do better. I can only have fun with other people. And like, it was such a sad, scary thing to be by myself. But then my Mm -hmm. best friend is like, go on a date. And I was like, okay. And now it's my favorite thing to do. So go on a date. Anyways, I I took myself, it was so much fun. I took myself on a date. I went shopping. It was a Hanukkah, Hanukkah (gasps) haul, which was lots of fun. I got some cute stuff. And then I saw this movie called The Banker. It came out in 2020, I believe. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, but for whatever reason in China, it was in the theaters. Um, Samuel Jackson is in it, which is always a good sign. Based on a true story, which I've now realized is my favorite genre of movies, if that's even a genre, but based on a true story. I love that. Anyways, it's about these two black investors yeah investors I guess Mm -hmm. in the 1950s in LA and they wanted to start or one guy they wanted to start investing and buying some more commercial property in white neighborhoods but they couldn't they weren't allowed to because of racism and all those terrible things going on so they had a white guy who was working for them like as like a labor like construction guy like front and be like their person their front so he would go into the meetings and do the Uh, things and these two black guys they would do like all the math and all the calculations of the real estate and all this stuff before and he'd go in and they wanted to like expand 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 more in LA um but the banks wouldn't give them loans and they're like fuck the banks we'll just buy the bank building so there's this famous building in LA it was like the tallest building at the time and it held it like each floor was like another famous bank so like imagine it was the t- most famous building. So like, imagine like the Bank of China in Hong Kong or like the Empire State Building in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, they bought that building. They bought the, the building with all the banks. So like they can't say no to us anymore. So they became very successful in LA. It was a really great thing. But then one of the guys was from Texas and like from Jim Crow, Texas. So he was like, mm, I'm going to go back and like try to make change here. So he bought the bank of the small town he was from and he started to like do great work. He started to give more loans to black owned businesses and things like that. And then people were getting sus because like, why are all these loans going to black people? That's so wrong. In this like white neighborhood, they had black, like colored and white signs still. Like it was really, really bad. Um, Mm -hmm. And then they ended up having another bank and a situation, long story short, spoiler alert. They had the white guy continue to force them. He did some not so great stuff. And there was a legal battle. The two guys ended up going to prison literally on the basis of segregation and racism and it was a really crazy story, but I highly recommend the movie. It's called wow. The Banker. It's really, really good. That sounds like such an impactful movie too. Really I'm excited. Good. I'm excited for winter break and just being able to watch like so oh many. God, so many. Yes. Oh. oh, so not an old movie. It came out in 2020. Yeah, it's a no, it's a new movie. It's really good. You would really like it, Waylon, because there's an yeah, element no, of it, like I'll a lot of it. it. Like it talks about like investing in real estate as well, like the math of it it's really cool it's really 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 cool amazing i watched by myself it was awesome i'll be on my watch list for sure but two things i wanted to talk about the first on the topic of watching things binge watch so many baking shows i realized that's like my home spot like makes me feel so comfortable and so homey second so definitely recommend great british bake-off baking impossible Ooh. house of chocolate all Ooh. of them Ooh, so good all on netflix the second thing that Gucci, i kind of want to end us off, i know all of the houses <laughs> um and kind of like switching our directions love it i watched a tiktok obviously um and she was like harvard business or harvard medical school just came out with a report about the pandemic brain 
and pandemic brain? yeah, the pandemic brain. And so oh. how the pandemic is shifting and changing the way that our brains work, even Ooh. if you didn't have COVID. And so she kind of goes on to explain this thing called like the pandemic fog, where um, Google school is seeing patterns of people who have lived through the pandemic, experiencing like points of depression, points of like places where they feel like they're not like a hundred percent there. Um, people feeling like they can't focus on tasks as well as they used to. Um, yeah, thought it was really fascinating. Wow. We'll try to dig up that report, but like, it was so comforting to realize like, you know, those spurts of where you like, don't feel as productive and you're like, wait, like two years ago, I used to be able to do this. Yeah. Like some of that can be attributed to the pandemic, which is crazy to think about, but it was so kind of comforting. What are your For thoughts? Me, I've noticed like, okay, like 11th grade, I guess like prime or like beginning 12th grade, my, like, I could like sit down like 100%, like, especially when it comes to like prepping for a standardized test, like I could sit down for like three, four hours, like the most boring, objectively boring and mundane work. It's not like three, four hours, like working on something like I'm loving, I'm kind of vibing with it. I got music on. I'm kind of like working or maybe doing like things that's exciting, like objectively doing multiple choice questions for a test that you know has no value after the entrance exam for three, four hours. And I was there. I, I don't want to say I can't do it now because it's like, you know, I can do anything, but like the idea of that, like, I don't have the stamina. I, yeah, my stamina for focused academic work is lower. I have to do shorter bursts right now. That's, I guess that's the best way for me to put it. Yeah. Specifically yeah. for academic, 100%. academic study stamina. That's the best way for me to put it. Yeah, no, same here. And like, it's so frustrating trying to apply like study techniques that worked for me yes. like three years ago Same. to me now. And I'm like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it working? Yeah. And like a part of me when I, after watching that TikTok was like, wait, like kind of makes sense. Like you were before a global pandemic and like after a global pandemic, like you can't expect yourself to be completely the same in the aspect of like productivity, right? Like so no. many, you understand like so many parts I, disagree. I think you're so much more productive you're doing more with less yeah. time the opposite like Waylon think about it you're doing so much more than what you do am I though Waylon what do you mean <laughs> first of all like I okay this is for the thing I get so annoyed at Waylon when she compares like her high school academics to literally being at Princeton University like you cannot you literally cannot like you cannot My brain. like you cannot you cannot so first of all like <laughs> your university is so much harder than your high school so like just take that into account a yeah. Like, yeah. okay, I know you think True. it's just because of classes, but like the coursework is so much more difficult. Cause like, I was about this the other day, like I was in Chinese class today and I was like, oh my God, like, oh, that was an hour and a half. I'm tired. I was like, why am I so tired? Like I used to go to like four hours class. Realize A, of course, yeah. B, like classes in high school, middle school, like they're relatively like light, unless you have like an intense study review day. It's like, okay, we'll do like one concept a day. Maybe we'll have like 25 minutes. Oh, yeah. Like, they're lighter classes. You don't do as much because you have so much time. So that's why in college you have less classes, but they're chock full intense. That's why if like you miss a class, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, so atomic, atomic 100%. theory, like what did I miss? So like, that's a huge thing too. Like each class that's is like, so, so much more productive. So we're like, wait, how did I used to do four of these a day? You didn't do four of those a day. You're there cramming like two weeks of work into one, one class. Like one lecture. No, that's such a good way to put it as well, because it's not just like the duration of focus. Oh. It's like, what are you focusing on? Like you're learning 
new concepts pretty much every slide trying to comprehend as he's speaking or as she's speaking um and like trying to understand trying to remember and then process and write it down so yeah definitely agree with you there I think like yeah definitely we've talked about this so many times but I I just struggle so much with like okay quantitatively I'm not doing as much but like the quality of work that we're doing is so much more I don't know what um, do you mean by quantity like you can't quantify work like what do you mean by that oh just like things on my plate like things like just like number of things on my plate number if that things. makes sense yeah like in high school four classes I don't remember how many classes we took in high school maybe more than four maybe it was like seven I forget something some number of classes five to six clubs plus like two things outside plus like I don't know something sprinkled in there so like lots of things on my plate Mm. now I have like maybe five things on my plate classes the entrepreneurs network rowing and then like clubs and internships that I'm a part of and it just like feels like less it's but so a lot less. of it takes so much more time anyway sorry to end us on that note yes. but. <laughs> like that's the thing you're like weeding through you're weeding through the things that are important like think about think about mark zuckerberg he's just the ceo of facebook he only has one thing on his plate okay i'm sure he does other things too but like i know once you get to something, like that's his main you thing right do one thing you do one thing really yeah. well like that's it you don't know it's about validate no validation and just numbers you know no the number oh so maybe get kind of the numbers yeah interesting like you get so like I got so caught up on like okay I need to be like the leader of seven clubs in order to be like worthy or like in high school we had like ambassadors SELT class president whatever and I was like okay if I get all three then like I'm worthy. And it was like a very like numbers is equal to my worth. Mm. We've talked about this on other podcasts as well, yeah. but like detaching from that was something yeah. I had to learn. At the end of yeah. the day, like, there are things that were all made in one faux ecosystem, that faux ecosystem being our high school. Like they were the ones that validated everything, which is crazy. Now you're being validated by so many different places. Academically, you're yeah. being validated by literally like one of the best universities in the world with um rowing you're being validated by one of like the most competitive sports league in the world for college athletes the entrepreneurs network you're being validated by the top female entrepreneurs community in the world with nasdaq you're being you're being validated by so many more different people getting respect whereas with all these like opportunities outside of like things that were outside of school like they were all from one thing like it was all the same judging poll so it was almost like recycled yeah that makes sense so it was like no that makes so much it was like you coming to school like there's this funny SNL meme um, where there's uh, Shang-Chi, the guy who plays Shang-Chi and then Bowen, who's like the only, oh, I love. we love, we love. Anyways, they were like, they were like, they had this meme where they they were both talking about being East Asian. Like, wow, like you're the first East Asian person to come to the class. Oh, you're the first like gay first Asian, East Asian person. Oh, you're the first gay East Asian person to put your cup on this door. Oh, you're the first gay first Asian. Like they're like all these first things. Cause it's like the same. It's never been done before. And it's all like the same judges. And uh, yeah, what I'm trying to say is like a lot of it has been recycled. So although it's sound, you were like, not to invalidate any of the incredible work you do, I'm just saying it is, it was almost like you were in a washing machine. And it was like, of course, like the yeah. same thing, you continue to do the amazing cycle and like it's going to continue to happen. 
now you're like a washing machine and a drying machine and being hung outside and being wrong. And like, there's so many other things that are happening and it's still going on, but you're doing it in so many different other modes and it's each, it's harder each time. So it's like, as in before, no, it's like, oh, you're, right, you know, like you're, you're introducing yourself and you're entering this field once again. So like, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you are my therapist I feel like every kind of all good no you were wraps up into you like hyping me up and I'm like yes <laughs> but also like thank you yes, I needed to hear that so no, it's true though it's true like it's being like that's why like we we're not we're not satisfied as human beings of only getting validated from our parents because we're like yeah you of course you're gonna say you love me of course you are no we look for validation oh, outside yeah. as well Oh, well, thank you for validating me today. I'll keep validating you forever and ever. That's always I love it. <laughs> no, but like, seriously, I could go on and on about all the amazing things that you do and all, like the way that you carry yourself too is just, I'm going to go on a slight little rant <laughs> of things that I noticed this oh. week, but like the way that you're able to like pick yourself up and like, not in a, like, I'm okay, but like, I'm not okay, but like genuinely being okay with, a not being okay but also generally just like being able to feel happiness and like being authentic with that happiness is something that I know I know past Allie would have been really happy for present Allie and I'm really proud of you for that growth as well so she talks about different when she talks about the development of the character the my, development of the character my theme for this week on a my, my positive theme for this week has been like the person I want to be is a um vulnerable community leader like a vulnerable leader it. that builds communities mm-hmm. like that's been like my guiding mantra of the week of the week. of the week of the week of the week we'll see how things go i've got a going away party on saturday the <gasps> cat is called see you later alligator very cute um that's fun got some stuff tomorrow shabbat dinner hanukkah is still popping off loving that love it yeah lots of hanukkah parties well, Waylon, this was a kind of all good episode. We didn't plan for this one. We kind of just went the flow and that's what we're going to do. We've got a lot of cool, exciting things. Yeah, happening. we talked about a lot of different things, as always, as which always. was kind of fun. Mm, absolutely. Saw horses yesterday. Had a fun staycation. Beautiful weather right now. Weather, such a difference. Love it. That's one thing. Weather really makes a difference on my dude and being outside. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm so excited for you to go back home. I'm so excited for you to go back home. I'm definitely we have to both vlog our experience like getting back like that's something that you need like the like the actual yeah. like that's important that's really 100 percent. I will vlog I will vlog the end of vlogmas when does my exams end I think I end on the 22nd I think I also splurged this week my big splurge I upgraded my iCloud storage now I've got two terabytes 75 Hong Kong dollars a month crazy I know my rationale <laughs> like think about it like a lot of our parents they grew up they had like bigger houses or whatever they could like keep they had to have a place to keep all like their old boxes and like papers and projects we don't have that it's on the cloud so that's our digital storage that's why it's called the storage that's why it's called the cloud the storage the cloud exactly so that's my rationale now well, anyways hope you all have a wonderful 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 day or if you don't take yourself on a date that's my moral of the story today. yeah exactly amazing all right bye guys bye